0: Good morning and welcome to The Age Stage. My name is Paula Dunn and here with me today is Brodie Gazet. How are you, Brodie?
1: I'm fit as a bull. Yeah, that's
0: yep. good.
1: No, I am horizontal. I'm six feet above the turf, not six feet under it.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good.
1: And uh, my little heart is pumping away in yep. excitement and thrills for the show ahead of us.
0: Good, good. I had a new addition to our family this week. No. I did. Henry What's arrived. Henry? Henry? 17, what uh, Seven pounds, name. Yes, isn't
1: it? Is he going to be called Harry, In, though?
0: Well, probably not.
1: No, it's well, it was a very old short form, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I don't yeah. know how they get Harry from Henry, but anyway.
1: Well, here's a here's a word for something you didn't know. My name is Henry.
0: Is it really? Well,
1: it's actually it, well, it, it's been a dispute because we think it's uh, my full name is Brodie Charles Harry. Oh, okay. Gouset. And Charles was okay, but we think my other grandfather was the one that was supposed to be Henry, not Harry. Yeah. But we've never really worked it out. <laughs> um, so, yes, I have it in my name.
0: Oh, well, there you go.
1: B-C-H-G. Yes, yes very
0: regal. And it he, is. And he is a very regal little
1: fella. What did he weigh in it?
0: He weighed seven pounds, 13 ounces. <gasps> uh,
1: mm. Was it a natural birth? Yes. Oh, I don't wish that As unnatural
0: anyone... as a natural birth can be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so but both mum well congratulations thank you
1: and, and a big hi to henry let's yes. uh harry let's hope that um whoever you turn out to be uh that you have a great life and I'm that sure one day when you're our <laughs> age you'll be listening to the age stage probably through an implant in yeah, the back prob- of your neck <laughs> probably <laughs> yes
0: so we have a great lineup today. We do. Brody. Mm. We, we have Julie Lorenz from Melbourne Counselling and Family Therapy.
1: I'm looking forward to talking to her. Yes. She's always good value.
0: Yes, fantastic. And we have Professor Hilary Bambrick from the Climate Control Council, which that will be Well, that's pertinent too. because uh, yes. it's... A Quite hot warm. day today. It is. And, absolutely. Uh, we've,
1: we've had our, had our hits over the summer. Yes. And I don't think it's completely gone yet. It, no, February is... You can always get a hit in February, can't you? You certainly can. Yeah. And into March. Yep.
0: Mm. Yes.
1: And, of course, we have our perennials.
0: We do have our perennials. Yes, <laughs> without yes. Who,
1: without whom this show would be monstrously pedestrian.
0: They would. It would be. Terribly. So we have Peter Nelson from the Village Glen.
2: Yep. Good morning.
0: And we have um, we have the lovely Kim here representing the Baxter Village today. Welcome, Kim.
1: And to welcome them, we have to do what we always do, because they are the great help from their friends, friends. aren't they? Yes. yes. Let's give it a go. <laughs> there we go. And Peter,
2: talk as much as he likes. Yes, good morning, baby.
0: I'll get that wine for you. Yes, <laughs> Ah mm-hmm. oh, dear.
1: Yes. And welcome. Welcome <laughs> Great Peter day.
0: and welcome Kim. Hello, Kim.
1: Lovely to see Hi. you again.
0: Lovely to be back again, first time this year. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you're looking stunning and oh, refreshed. Thank you. Isn't she? It's radio. Oh yes. Well <laughs> I well I won't go into <laughs> I had two
3: weeks off, I feel very
1: yes. relaxed. Yes. Blue is very becoming. It is. And it is very it becoming. is Pierre.
4: It is, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's looking very, very French today. <laughs> Free tray. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> you never
0: know. Okay, so we've got a few things to discuss today. With, mm. um, the journey from independent living to supported re- residential care.
1: And that's not something necessarily to look forward to, is it? It can be. Right.
3: What, the part to look not to forward be frightened to... about. ...is the planning. Yeah. To make as much choice as you can mm. as early as you can. And part of that... That um, thought is behind the government's living longer, living better package that Mm -hmm. they put out some four or five years ago now. So, what does
0: that just what does that mean? What it it means
3: essentially is the government have recognised people are living longer Mm -hmm. and living better than they have previously. And staying at home longer. Mm. So for years, the focus was on residential aged care and moving into a nursing home or a hostel. Mm. Now there's a much bigger focus on community care and having the My Age Care website and people making choices and options about what they want, uh, what sort of services they want for when they age and how they're going to age. Are they going to stay at home? Are they going to move? Um, and just what that looks like for themselves. Mm. So
1: when do you think? In, in in all your experience when do you think you should seriously start to have that conversation is it an age thing or is it a mental agility thing or is it a uh, is is, is because, as you said, you can leave it too late.
3: You can. I actually think it should be part of someone's retirement planning. Ah, oh, good. When you're sort of at that stage where you think, you know what, I don't think I want to work full-time anymore. I want to try and map out what the next few years are going to look like mm. for retirement planning. Just extend that out a bit more to what's it going to look like when I can't actually live independently any longer. You know, is my retirement plan to move into a retirement village? With an aged care facility close, is my retirement plan to move closer to my kids so I can have more support? Is my retirement plan to go and live on the 31st floor of an apartment building in the city where I can get everywhere by a lift? Mm. I think it should be part of retirement planning, just to have in your own mind, what do I want my life to look like when I'm not able to do everything that I can now? And not everybody...
2: And I think we need to define what independence is. Yes. Yes. Mm. To some people that I speak to um, in our village and in home care they sort of espouse that independence is battling on I'm ma- you know mm. I'm managing yes. well in our view Kim it's yeah. not about managing is it no it's I- not it's about my living. personal view is ind- independence is all about making the right decisions for yourself at all times absolutely so planning yeah mm. planning. and sometimes that decision is, n- is not living independently that, mm. It
1: does take courage, doesn't it? It does. You, you know, mm. and, and self-awareness. Or, of course, it does take wise offspring. It does. To help you make that decision. Mm.
3: It does. It's, it sometimes can be a bit burdensome for kids to be making that decision because if you tie it into part of retirement planning, generally people that are 65, mm. 70 looking at retirement, their kids are at the stage where they're probably having kids of their own mm. or just starting off their careers and they really don't want to think about mum and dad moving mm. into care or not being able to look after themselves. But I think if people take the, take more responsibility when it's time to retirement plan, to plan the, more than just retirement, you know, what does that look like mm. for the rest? And then tell the kids what they want rather than just leaving it to the children.
1: I suppose one of the best people to do this would be your best mate, really. I mean, if no, yeah. anyone knows you really well, it, you, yeah. you sit down with your mate and you say, George. Mm. Mm.
2: There's a word that's not part of our vocabulary mm. in our sector, and that word is put. Mm. Put. Mm. Nobody mm. wants to be put anywhere mm. you know, no. but." lots of people talk about being put mm. Mm. so we we have that conversation lots of times for people to say mm. this is not about being put this is about you deciding what's best for you mm.
1: yeah that's an that's an interesting interesting word that isn't it it yeah. does have that a horrible connotation does. within within mm. that mm. conversation yes. it yeah. just yeah. does it, it, mm. yeah yeah it it's it, it's uh, it's not a good word at all but, but what we can twice. guarantee
2: if people don't think about those issues they will be put somewhere yes. mm. absolutely because yeah. mm. events overtake them and and when that happens there's a crisis to be dealt with and, the and, is and, and people out of make hand. decisions based on what they perceive is best for you rather than you making that decision what's best for you mm. so yes. that's why we encourage mm. people as Kim says very early to start looking over the horizon.
0: When you say very early, do you mean 65?
2: Mm, I'm thinking it's closer to 70. Yeah. 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 Mm. It used to be 65. Remember we talked last week about the 40 years that I've been involved, that back then the average age of entry was 65 into the village, Glen. It's now more like 78. Yeah. Um, So things have changed a lot. I
0: personally couldn't Mm. think of of it at all when I'm coming up 65. Yeah. So I couldn't Mm. even... Contemplate
1: it. you would never know, listeners.
3: No. Thank you, (laughs) Brodie.
1: Now, what government support is available for older Australians that uh, choose to remain in their homes?
3: There's lots of options, but what is happening is the government support, the scope of it's still there... There's community care packages and there's hack funded services which are state funded that are moving to Commonwealth funded in 2020. But the amount that the government pays is sort of reducing, and the amount that the consumer pays is increasing. Kim, can mm. I interrupt? Yes.
2: Hack, jargon. Hack. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> our clients, yes. Our clients, our clients <laughs> may understand that, but the radio listeners may not. What hack mm. is? It's basically the council home help. It is the council yeah.
3: home help, the yeah. meals on wheels, the the day centre that. Um, people go to the planned social groups, those sorts of things. That's previously been state funded, and from 2020, that moves to Commonwealth funding. Right. And most of those will transfer to what's known as a home care package level one, which will provide a basic level of care. But what that does mean is that people accessing those services are going to have to go through My Age Care. Oh. So no longer can you just ring council. You then need to go through My Age Care to access those same services. But we're still a couple of years away from that yet.
0: And so has My Age Care improved at all?
3: That that whole you know website. Um... In my experience as a provider, it's getting better. Mm. But I'm still hearing from clients that why can't I just go into an office and talk to someone? Yes. Why do I have to ring? Yes and I don't want to talk on the phone, and why do I have to use the internet when none of my stuff's on the internet? So Mm. I'm still getting that. Mm. But from a provider point of view, I'm finding a lot of the bugs are out of it now.
2: Mm -hmm. If you had watched uh, the Channel 2 News last Sunday, um, there was an article on that um, where they interviewed the Minister, Ken Wyatt, Um. about home care, and it's blown out. There are over 100,000 people in Australia now waiting for the letter, giving them some... ...direction in what happens next. So they've been assessed for care, but they haven't been given... As we now know, it's a two-stage process. Stage one is the assessment through mm-hmm. MyAgeCare, and then stage two is when your marble comes out and they aff- aff- actually offer you a package. Wow. There's a 100,000 people. That's shameful. It Isn't is, it? and he was saying <clears throat> that until MyAgeCare was the portal, the governments had no idea what, what actually was out there, and they've been a bit surprised... Um, well, be that as it may, they might be surprised, but there's no what are they doing solutions. About it? Do, do something about office. it, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he was really suggesting they have budgeting budget constraints, and he doesn't see a, a short-term fix for this.
3: No, and it's yeah. a really it's going to be a complicated solution because residential aged care gets about eighteen billion dollars out of the budget, community care gets about two billion, but community care looks after more people because residential care is more expensive. How is and that? There's only you know, the government pie is only so big,
2: mm. and they're mm. cutting it back. Mm. Yeah, so interesting times. So really,
1: we're demanding more and more people need the service, and they're going to get less and less yes. and wait longer and longer. Yeah, yes. Well, the so government bureaucracy at yeah. work for
2: you. Yeah, the government are promoting um, that people should should be supported to stay at home, and they're, and they're putting in place all the mechanisms so it can, but it's under underfunded. And it's getting worse. As I yeah. think I've said mm. a number of times in this program, the number of people in Victoria who are over 80 in the next 10 years in, yeah. well, is going to double. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. if we've got this problem now, what does it look like in 10 years' time? Yeah.
3: Mm. It is this tsunami that people keep talking yeah. about mm. that's finally starting. You know, the first waves are arriving and wow. we just as a nation, don't have the funds to be able to mm. provide what we always have, which means the consumer ends up paying more, mm. which then creates an interesting change for the industry because when people pay more for something, they expect, expect better more. value yes, and higher standards. and they don't. There's a tension between what people expect and what they can afford. Oh. Wow.
1: Well, I mean, the, the, the interesting part about age is that uh, it, it has a, a peculiar levelling factor. It doesn't matter how wealthy you are. You you mm. you eat less and you need less and all the other bits and pieces and you don't worry about so many shoes or whatever else it might be. So it levels it all out. Mm. It doesn't matter what your mm. your wealth is. The discrepancy lies in the fact that one man over here has got mm. millions of dollars sitting in the bank and one man over there who's, who's playing chess with has got nothing. Yes. Mm. That's where it becomes mm. uh, conf- And it's all about this legacy. It's not about... Grandpa sitting there playing yeah. chess with his mate, it's what the kids are going to get out of it. And yeah. that's that's the part that's... The that's financial
3: the... planning is a big side of yep. it, and that's certainly the the conversations that you have with families well before you need to have them about, you know, people have worked very hard all their lives to look after themselves when they get older. And Mm. And
2: it'd be fair to say, Kim, 10 years ago, in our our sector being the retirement living sector, we didn't talk about finances that much, did we?
3: No, we didn't. It was very much People that moved into villages made the decision themselves. People that moved into hostels made the decision themselves and those hostel people moved into nursing homes and it was seen as a relief by the families that they had somewhere to go and really finance wasn't, didn't come into it because by the time families had to talk about bonds, nursing homes didn't charge bonds. No means testing. Mm, Yeah, no means testing. There was... It's all
2: changed. mm.
1: Mm. Well, if I was the government, I'd be educating the, the kids. And I was working yes. on a, a program that says, don't expect it to come from your granddad, because it's...
2: Oh, or daddy or whatever. And yeah. funnily enough, the the government, uh, federal, are throwing a lot of money at childcare, oh, um, which clever. is at the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Mm, absolutely. Um, yep. Because that's where the votes are, or so they think. Mm. Mm. But with this tsunami mm. we're talking about, maybe the votes are at the other end of the spectrum as well. Absolutely.
3: And mm. particularly for electorates like down here on the Mornington Peninsula yes. when we have a... A very large demographic of people over sixty-five, uh, more so than most other electorates.
1: Well, maybe we'll get mm. uh, the rise of a, a strong independent down here that that mm. does go seriously barracking for that mm. age group and they, and gets voted in by the you know the, mm. the little people that shuffle along with their
0: Zimmer mm.
1: uh, <laughs> and and change the whole nature of policy by voting. Yes, mm. it's not a, it's not a bad outcome.
2: Nope. Maybe the new president was three oh, yes. out could, yes. could be at the barricades. Nice. Yes. Well, as, long as, yes. Don't,
1: as long as we don't, we don't end up with a POTUS, is the most important. Thing.
0: We could go back to the sixties and stage a demonstration, Brody. Wouldn't that but, be interesting? Uh,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, now, what is a home care package? What, just a
3: home what? care package mm. is a package of funds that the Commonwealth government will give to someone in order for them to access services to stay at home longer. How you get that package is you need to go onto My Aged Care and register, and then someone will come out and do an assessment, and if they say yes, you qualify for a home care package, whether that be level one, two, three, or four. You then go on another waiting list. So you've already been on a waiting list to have the assessment person, and then they'll put you on a list to get a package, and then you could be waiting up to 12 months. For someone to say, yes, you now have a ticket to go. You need to go and find a provider who will give you that package and you've got a deadline to do it. I think it's 60 days from memory. Hmm. And within 60 days you have to have found a provider and signed up or you lose a package and you go... Back on so the waiting list again. Oh, my
0: God. And so this is what's happening to these 100,000 people that These
3: 100,000 have got past the assessment. The ACAT. They've had the ACAT. They have had the yeah. ACAT. They've said, yes, you need a package, and now they're just waiting for one to become available.
1: By the time it becomes available, yes. you'll have to go back to reassess to see whether you need to go to Level 2.
3: That is part of the problem, that mm. the Level 2s, and then by the time something comes up, they're actually mm. Level 4. So they accept a package at Level 2 that's not enough to meet their needs and then if they're full pensioners that own their house and nothing else they don't have the funds to be able to pay for extra services and they rely on providers to try and just get them through heavens mm.
1: we wow. we are going to end up with a third class in this country if we're not careful mm. there you go
0: so tell us what about the definition of independent living in a retirement village what what does that mean
2: um in essence, residents who live in villages live like you and I live at home. They they come and go as they please. Um, villages really are estates that have housing, of course, mm. and wonderful services provided by the proprietor, mm. um, and those services are paid for by a monthly charge, basically. Mm. So it's a it's a community of people living as we used to live in the suburbs in the sixties and seventies, really. Yes, where you knew your neighbours; they were there for you. Um, but they weren't in your pocket, Yes. and there were services provided, then if you had a problem in, back in the 60s, you could ring the council or the police and they'd do something. Yes, mm. That's mm. not the case in the 2000s mm. <laughs> or, or the two thousand eighteen. So one of the great things about a village is there is a Kim and a Peter in a village. There is a structure where not, we're not there to tell people what to do. We're there to assist people and facilitate the outcomes they want. Mm. So that's that's the great thing about a village. So independent living is really people living independently uh, in a community um, with support services. Most villages have some form of emergency call system. Mm. Some villages have that driven by uh, Div One nurses. Others choose to outsource that to other providers. But in essence, there is a, a, a system in place to keep people safe mm-hmm. um, and and that's a very good word to use safe action. yeah and that's a big issue isn't what it what happens mm. typically in a village is people in my experience can live for between 10 to 12 years 15 years independently but there does come a day where they are not as safe as they were and they're not that independent vis-a-vis a home care package to support them a bit longer mm-hmm. uh, but even with a, even with a level 4 package particularly people who live alone where there's no one else there are at risk, can be at risk, and that's the time we start making the discussions about residential care, which is not independent living. So Mm -hmm. independent living has been given some legs, hasn't it, by home care, so people can Mm -hmm. expect to be independent for longer because there are now government supported services to keep them home Mm -hmm. and independent, but as I say, for most people that is them for the rest of their lives, there is a cohort of people though that outlive that. And need to go into some form of residential care. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. We're going to be
1: running out of time in a little while. Any chance that you can come back next week, Kim? Of course I can. Really? Oh, great. <laughs> we've, we've got a, a, I think this is, uh, we've still got a ways to go. And uh, I, I, we, would, we would love to have you back. Because mm. you, you, you are so informed about everything that's going on. And you put it, the way that you, both of you, explain it, even I understand it, so you know, I'm the litmus <laughs> test. And if it works for me, well, then it must be working for our listeners. Um, and next week, will you be back again, Pete? I think so, yes. Be, that, that's yep. terrific. And then we will continue with this conversation, and we can look into what... So things like definition of, 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 of residential care, uh, government supports and all that sort of thing. Mm. We'll That's take, right. we we'll a... to take that further forward. Yes. We've got and a I'd whole like range to talk more things. about the financial side. Yeah.
2: Yes, yeah, definitely. Good idea. Yes. Yeah, and probably, we probably need, I think last year we got, um, Stuart McIntosh to come yep. in as a financial planner who's expert. It's probably time we, yeah, yeah. when we finish this little episode yep. is talk about let Maybe do Stuart that. comes in and talks yeah. to us. Mm. The three of us might have a chat That'd be about how all that works. Yeah. That would be great. That'd mm. be, yeah,
0: mm. fantastic. Mm. fantastic. Mm. Thank you both for coming in. Thank you so much.
1: It's
2: our pleasure, isn't it, Kim? It is, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Take care.
0: And welcome back to The Age Stage. My name is Paula Dunn and I'm here today with Brodie Guzay and we have a really interesting guest, Brodie.
1: We absolutely do. Was, uh, she was going to come on a couple of weeks ago, but uh, yeah. we've managed to purloin her and get her today, which is yes. true. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, Professor Hilary Bamrick. Is that correct, uh, Professor? Or do you like us to call you Professor or Hilary? Oops, hang on. My apologies. I've done something with the knob. There we go. Can you hear me now? <laughs>
4: thank, thank you, Brodie. Uh, hi, it's... Paula. Um, Hilary will do. Oh, hi, Hilary.
1: To... How are you?
4: Good, thank you, Paula. That's good.
0: Nice to talk to you today.
1: Well, welcome you. to RWP down here on the peninsula. Uh, and uh, it's always useful to get people that have got something important to talk about. And today it's another one of those hot days. Let's go back to the honesty box. Is climate change real?
4: Are you asking that of me, Brody? Yes, um. I am. <laughs> As you're, you're sweltering down there on the peninsula. <laughs> um, look, look it's without question climate change is, is occurring. Um, we're experiencing temperatures now that are, well, in Melbourne, certainly two degrees hotter than they used to be. Um, if you're talking about um, heat waves, for example, they now start 17 days earlier in the season than they used to. So this is over the, the course of just the, of the last few decades. So we have seen some significant change, and that is certainly linked... To human activity, in particular, um, through our release of greenhouse gases, so um, such as carbon dioxide, for example, that um, that creates more of an insulating shell, if you like, around the planet, which uh, traps more of the heat um, in uh, sort of in the Earth's atmosphere. And what that means for us is that we we get, um, on average, we get increasing temperatures, we get greater extremes of weather. So, uh, what climate change is doing is actually fueling um there's it's a lot more energy in the system if you like so you get sort of more extremes of rainfall more extremes of drought more extremes of you know even snowstorms in the in the us that we've seen recently so mm-hmm. it sort of happens across the board so it's not just about things being hotter even though they are on average it's about things being more extreme
0: and so how do you see that affecting older australians hillary
4: Sure, well, we're talking about extreme heat in particular, that's a, certainly a risk for, for people um, across the board, but especially for people who are older. Um, and that's, that's for a number of reasons. So older people are more likely to have a chronic health condition, which can affect their cardiovascular uh, or respiratory system. And what that means is, in hot weather, blood tends to thicken. And if your heart's already having to work hard to get that blood around your body, such as through narrowed arteries, it can work even harder. Mm. Um, your kidneys also have to work harder, and if these aren't in great shape, such as um, having been damaged by diabetes, for example, they may not be able to cope with the additional strain as well. Um, older people are also more likely to be on medications that may alter their body's capacity to deal with heat. Um, it might affect their body's capacity to sweat, for example. And also, some of those medications make people need to go to the toilet more often. They're, they're diuretics. People have to get up and, and wee more often. So people often restrict their fluid intake as well, just at, you know, at times... During heat
1: when they should actually be increasing their fluid intake. I'm quite dehydrated. Well, you don't see, uh, uh senior citizens walking about swinging a bottle of water, do you? No.
0: No. So, this, and and this they should. senior be. citizen does. I do. do. Uh, yeah, yes. absolutely. Oh, I, I probably drink about three litres a day.
1: Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very bad in that department. I'm sure it's not doing my kidneys. To, but, it, but it's true though, isn't it? It's, you know, we, we are animals of, of behaviour. Mm. And, uh, and the, and the senior citizens who should be carrying around water when it is hot. Yes, uh, you should make sure that Nana, Nana or something has, has got a bottle in her in her handbag or they can belt you with it. If okay. nothing so,
2: else,
4: <laughs> that's true, right And also another thing to think about is if if you're an older person, you're also less likely to be as much. So, not be with that bottle of water. So you may not be able to move to a cooler environment, for example. No. Or
0: yes, yeah, be. that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. I
1: think that, I think the dialogue about, and, and you've certainly covered it, is you said that there is climate change. Unfortunately, every, it, it has been taken to mean the fact that, uh, it, it's, it's all about heating up. And then of course the moment that you have snowstorms, that you get, People like the president that says, there you go, it proves it's all wrong because it's, you know, it it would be, it's flooding, it's doing Mm -hmm. this. But it is that extreme, isn't it? That's really what it comes down to.
4: It is. And look, if we take that particular example, which is a really interesting one, you know, the record cold that they've just had in Mm. in the United States, that's actually because of global warming. It's becoming, um, it, up in the arctic circle you, you have what's called the polar vortex which is this sort of strong weather system which keeps the cold up north but because that system is now being weakened by the warmer temperatures up north that cold air is actually been escaping further south and that's what's been causing those extremes of cold um, in the northern hemisphere that we've seen lately
0: so this data that you have hillary on, on climate change how, long, how many years has that been um, you know taken over like how, how how long have you been collecting that? Sort of... <laughs> okay, well
4: personally, I don't collect the data. No I the data that other people have collected. But mm. Depends what you're talking about. If you're talking about our, our temperature records, um, you know, actual observed mm. temperatures yes. in Australia, they go back I think it's around about 150 years or so. Um, you know, in many many weather stations across Australia. So that's how long we've been sort of fairly accurately recording temperature. But then if you actually sort of expand that into geological time. You can, the um, climatologists are able to get a very good sense of exactly what the climate was doing, you know, millions of years ago. So mm-hmm. with those records are actually quite long, and mm-hmm. you know, what we, we, you know, certainly the Earth has experienced ups and downs in temperatures and ups and downs in, um, in, in um, carbon, for example. But one of the, um, one of the things that's most notable about what's been happening since industrialization is the speed of that change, and particularly in the last. 50 years. So we've seen um, temperatures just increasing, you know, phenomenally, much, much faster, much greater um, than they ever have before. The
1: the the of course, the net effect of all of this is that the the time between the big colds and big hots is shorter. So we are going to require more energy to keep it stable and at an even level
4: so in people's houses yes for example, yeah, keep, yeah. yeah look certainly and that's actually another impact um you know that might particularly affect older people as well as um older people are less likely to have air conditioning um in their houses and they're also less likely to use it because of the cost of energy the worries yeah. about the cost of energy yeah a lot <laughs> so, of them are
0: worried about the cost that's for sure yeah,
4: yeah. that that's True. And, um, you know, that that's something that, um, you know, ironically, you know, we do need to, a lot of people need to rely on air conditioning to stay cool, uh, sufficiently cool in those extreme um, weather events. But it's actually, you know, unless that's fueled by renewable energy, we're actually feeding the, the, um,
1: the, the problem. Mm. Mm. Do you think that people uh, will... Do you think that we will ultimately beat the, the supply of energy? I mean, to me it seems to, and this is, it's easy to say, but it's a no-brainer. We've got the biggest car park in the entire planet that's facing up to the sun. We could be producing energy, we could in fact produce enough energy without any difficulty in this country and give it away free as part of your birthright of being an Australian. but we we don't seem to be going down that path, as we can see from the, the the price of energy going up. Do you think we will ever get to a position like that?
4: Look, I think we're already already very much on the way. Um, what we have seen uh, sort of very recently is that the cost of New renewable energy is actually—it's actually become cheaper um, than old dirty coal, for example. So we're actually at that tipping point right now. And what we need to do is to sort of accelerate that is to see some good public investment in those technologies to make sure that it happens in a timely fashion, so that we can um, close down, you know, old polluting coal-fired uh, power stations and move on to clean renewable energy. So we are actually well on the way. I certainly feel very positive that um, you know we've got a a good, clean future ahead of us. Um, It's just a matter of making sure that we can um, that that happens quickly.
1: Well, I certainly hope you're right. I know that Mm -hmm. I was reading an article just earlier today, and uh, one kilowatt of power. Uh, battery power was estimated to cost a thousand dollars a few years ago and it's now 200 mm. so batteries are becoming Goodness. so yeah. much better yes. uh, and this is all to do with cars and all, all, yeah. all the rest of it So, mm. but um uh, hillary d- do you uh go and talk to people about this subject are you on the the lecture circuit or anything
4: <laughs> yeah uh yes i am um like is um, talking about the impacts on health and what we need to do to to minimise those adverse impacts. So, um, you know, whether that's um, extreme heat, whether it's vector-borne disease, whether it's food security, all those sorts of things, these are all issues which are going to become increasingly important, um, not just for Australia but uh, but around the world.
1: Where can people come to to, in order to be able to... uh, What what respectable place can they come to in order to be able to get valid information? Do you have...
4: That's a a really good question, and I was, um, in the first instance, and full full disclosure here, um, a counsellor with the Climate Council, but I would head straight to the Climate Council's website. Mm -hmm. Um, They have some very simple fact sheets um, on a whole range of issues to do with climate change. uh, They've got simple fact sheets, they also have very detailed uh, research reports, media releases, and so on. Um, and they're there precisely for the reason for, for giving out sort of readily digestible, um, appropriate um, information about climate change.
0: Oh, that's that's really interesting. Well, thank you so much, Hilary, for coming on the program today and, and informing us all about climate change. Thank you,
4: Paul. Thanks, Brody.
1: Thanks, Hilary. It's been great talking to you. We'll see you talk yes. again soon, I hope.
4: <laughs> that would be lovely. Thank you. Take care. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. And
0: welcome back to The Age Stage. We have a really interesting guest here again, Brody.
1: Who's been here before. She
0: has. And we have with us today Miss Julie Lorenz from Melbourne Counselling and Hypnotherapy. Welcome, Julie.
5: Thank you for having me back again. <laughs> I obviously didn't blow it the first time. <laughs>
1: no, you didn't. Well, but I nearly did. I nearly did because I didn't get you very well mic'd up. And I had to do a lot of work to get your voice working. Is but that right? I did. I worked oh. on your voice deep into the night.
5: Well, oh, <laughs> but, that's, that's very uh, gratifying. But as a mother of five, I would have thought my booming voice would be able <laughs> to cross any amount of airways.
0: <laughs> so, Julie, today we want to talk <clears throat> a little bit about affection and, and how that can leave a relationship, mm-hmm. whether it's you know when one or, or the other of the partners transition on, um, or when one of the partners simply withdraws affection for whatever reason. <phone rings>
4: Um, Sorry
5: yes, about that. well, I think that quite often affection uh, is a habit, mm. and I know that i 'm a Gottman trained therapist, and Gottman always says that you need a six second kiss as you begin the day together or when you 're leaving one another for the morning or coming home so i don 't know whether you meant to stand there and go one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, but I suppose after a while. I guess it's, uh, it's just saying you don't do like the the mother-in-law midair peck. Yes. You know, that you actually make a physical connection and kiss somebody mm. like you're pleased to see them or mm. that you're saying goodbye for the day and wishing them well. So, um, and I think being held, I mean, babies die if they're not, if they're yes. not held. Yep. We all need to be <laughs> held and to, uh, to, to feel that human warmth of another body but often what happens two things as far as I see it is that there are a lot of resentments resentments get in the way of sex resentments get in the way of affection and actually being nice and civil to one another they generate the opportunity for people to think more and more spiteful and contemptuous ways of being able to speak to one another and some people have have really mastered it and become tremendous at it, unfortunately. Uh, and they really need a, a trained therapist to unlearn those bad behaviours and redo it. Now, the other thing I think with affection, and it can go both ways, although one might think it's always the woman that sort of feigns affection because she thinks it's going to le- lead to a bedroom romp. But I have just had today somebody, a male, who... Um, feigns affection because he has got a very sexual partner and he has little or no interest and has lots of insecurities about himself sexually. So he feigns affection and any form of intimacy. And uh, when I use the word intimacy, I don't mean there's intimacy and there's sexual intimacy. Obviously, both lovely concepts. But the intimacy that... Uh, I, it's a stolen thing. I, I stole this little play on words called "into me see," mm, mm. Um, and I've I've heard others say it, but it's. I think it says a lot. You it know, does. I let you see into me yes. when I'm vulnerable, and intimacy of a non-sexual nature is about. I let you see who I am. I let you know when I'm sad. I let you know when I'm. I I need you, or when I'm feeling a bit flat or just vulnerable in some way Mm. intimacy equals vulnerability vulnerability equals intimacy yes
1: but clearly particularly with with older people you have habit and and habit is for many people the way of things and it doesn't have to be I mean, if you see an elderly couple walking down the street and they're holding hands, you go, "Ooh, isn't that nice?" You
5: do. Um, you say, "Isn't that lovely?" Mm.
1: Um, uh, but you don't say it about children so, mm. or teenagers. You, mm. you sort of go, well, wish, "Wish they wouldn't," or whatever else it might be. But if they're only holding hands, yes. you probably relate. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we end up in this state of habit, and habit becomes and becomes the blanket. But it also gives us the uh, a deadening blanket, but it also gives us a way to for me i think not me personally but I, th- I think in terms of the way of thinking it gives you a way to navigate into age because when your body becomes less attractive when your teeth become false when you know <laughs> whatever it might be uh, and you're not the the person that you were, these things uh and you, you, uh, are are not they're not good for romance? Let's put it that way, are they?
5: Well, I don't know about that. I'd sort of dispute that. I think if you fancy somebody and lust after them, and you even love them, and you're comfortable with them, the fact that uh, they've they've put on a, a few kgs and there's a bit of junk in the trunk, and uh, you know that cake has become a moment on the lips and a lifetime on the <laughs> hips. I don't think it really matters that much I think you love the human being and you're attracted to that essence of that without meaning to sound too esoteric because I'm a very grounded sort of person but um, I think it's that that person that you seek and that closeness that, that you want with them and I
0: yeah, it's a deeper, it's a deeper it's, it's love deeper. and intimacy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just, I think Brody, what you're talking about is more superficial. It's, you know, when you really deeply love and care for someone, you actually don't see those defects that you're talking about.
1: But I'm not sure, uh, I, I, I haven't seen in my life a great example of uh, people having really deep and loving relationships that have gone on for very long periods of time. There's a lot of people that I know that sleep in separate rooms from the, each other, and mm. and it's, isn't that sad? Well, it's it's a lot of mm-hmm. them. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's it so and, you know they um,
5: have all sorts of reasons of justification of he snores or he's got sleep apnea yeah. or or we have a better night's sleep. But I think you should at least start the night together, snuggled up. It doesn't necessarily have to mean to sexual intimacy, but It's that snuggling up that is very important. And we are creatures of habit, but it can just become so beige, vanilla and bland in a relationship. Mm. And I think one or both partners often just forget how important this is, just how very important it is to make that connection. And something I would like to talk about, and it's a Gottman um, concept, so any of you listening can look up, bids for connection and the word Gottman. And it's it's like putting yourself out there just to um, make that bid to connect with somebody, you know. And it might be something as simple as, you know, l- let's have a glass of orange juice or wine and talk about your day before we have dinner or is there something I can help you with with dinner or they're little bids for connection. And we talk about turning towards turning away and turning against they're the three models and let's just say a couple have gone away for the weekend and they're looking one of them is looking out the window and sees a sailing ship or some sort of ship go by and says hi darl look look at that ship isn't that lovely now if he's coming as a towards move we'll say oh yeah that is that is really nice and if he's doing an away move might go hmm You know, doesn't really acknowledge just a bit of a grunt. And if he's doing against, he'll go, No, you want a boat now, do you? As if we haven't, you know, you just got the air conditioner (laughs) and now you want a boat. Oh, that's just marvellous. So there's (coughs) towards, away, and against. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really good thing to think about what you do in your relationship. Do you turn towards? Do you turn away? Yes. Which is just sort of distancing and. And not deliberate; it's just a habit. Mm. Or do you actually just have resentments that have built up, and there's this big cauldron of them? And this is like somebody's just mentioned there's a lovely sailing boat, and all of a sudden you're sticking the boots in, saying you've got the air conditioner now. You want a boat? Yes. You know, yeah. it's completely irrelevant. Which is really just, nothing to do with the boat at no, all, but it's about the resentment. It's a case to yeah. give yourself a little smack. Yes. You know, to give your partner a little verbal smack. Yeah. Mm. I'd like you to all remember that towards, away and against against. it's a very good model to think about
1: yes it is but then let's assume that we've got a a perfectly loving couple and one is starting to get uh, some sort of mental deficiency then romance is one of the early things that, because romance takes effort and thinking that's when it's starts to deplete and you've got uh i know um a, 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 we buried i was a um a, a, attending a funeral recently and the 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 man concerned had a beautiful loving wife she was all she loved him to death mm-hmm. until his death mm-hmm. but at his death he was uh, a shadow of him it, it was none of the the story that came out during his funeral, it wasn't there. It had long long since passed.
5: Yes, he wasn't that person anymore. He
1: wasn't that person anymore. Mm. And therefore you do have people that are in a relationship with people who've lost the, I don't know, knowledge?
5: Is it their cognitive ability, though, Brody, that that is actually slipping away or is it more effective, the fact that the the intensity and the warmth... Of the relationship, the volume controls just been turned down, turned down. So this is my address and this is where I come home to and we share the mortgage or, uh, you know, the adult kids and the, and the grandkids and we're just, we're just in this life. This is what we do. This is just what we do. We don't work at it. Um, he's here, I'm here, we're gonna just grow old together, but there's no, real conscious effort of saying you know it doesn't matter whether you're married for five minutes or together for five minutes or 50 years it's like any friendship if you speak to your partner the way you would a very good friend not contemptuously not with nastiness with a little bit of tolerance and acceptance and if there's a problem Gently confronted. If we did that, it doesn't matter whether you've been yes, married if, five minutes, five years, or fifty. I agree years. with
1: that completely. But if one, if your partner is losing their faculties, that conversation can't happen because they don't understand what you're talking about.
5: Oh yes, I guess that's taking it to the nth degree. Well, and, and I, a lot of. But I'm I, a little bit back yes, in course. the starting blocks, and you've sort of gone to. No, no. Well, Justifiably, uh, yeah, yeah. that some people do start well, in, to lose in, their faculties. Well, they I do. They'll forget who you are.
1: Well, mm. potentially, of course, they do. Eventually, maybe. and if one of you is still loving and care, as this was the case for mm. this funeral, mm. the the outward love and care from 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 the the, the female partner mm. was constant, and yes. and it was a huge gift in terms of what she was. But there was nothing in response. Yes. There was nothing coming back.
0: But course. she would understand that her. Her being so loving and caring for him, she would understand that he was doing what he was capable of doing.
1: But I think there would be a number of people who had a perfectly good marriage that would get to that stage... And they would realise that I'm getting nothing back from this person. Mm. And as much as I love them, mm. and as much as I care for them, mm. I have my needs and wants and yep. and things just to just to hold my hand, if nothing else. Yeah. Or but, to to be preemptive. Yeah. And that's never going to happen. Yeah. And and that's a sentence of death, which is which is very very uh, in mm. terms of a relationship, which yeah. I think is very sad.
5: It is very sad. But of course, that sort of scenario that you're talking about doesn't just happen when people are starting to lose their cognitive abilities, no, 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 no. Yes, some people, yeah, yeah. you know, leave the... You know, Elvis has left the building... Yeah, yeah. Um, ..long and, before yeah. the cognitive ability mm, is gone.
4: Absolutely. And
5: and often, when, you know, getting back to what you're saying about cognitive ability and personality changes, sometimes, and, uh, you know, I have a good friend in a nursing facility at the moment, and you just say what I'm sure have been really lovely... People And there are some gorgeous oldies there. Um, But some of them are just so sparky and so spiky Mm. and so prickly. Mm. And they'd rather have a fight than a feed, literally, (laughs) (laughs) meal time. Um, And you see that sort of... That must be very hard if you're living with someone that's had... Personality A, and then all of a sudden they've become Personality X, and mm. and they've been sort of gentle or kind or loving and companionable, maybe very funny, With yes. a great sense of humour. That's been a strength in your relationship. Mm. And all of a sudden they're a nasty pasty. Yeah,
1: it's not well. That. I've seen that. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I, have it's I have too. And yeah. it's very. I mean, it, to to some very extent, hurtful. it was even in my mother's case. Mm-hmm. She would. She would. She would be. Very snake like, very bitter, very spitting, yes. uh, in her latter years, just for no apparent reason. Mm. I just, you know, no.
0: I think it's to do with the, the body's breaking down yeah, and, yeah. and the mind, maybe not, um, for some of them, and, and the resentment basket the resentment, is overflowing. The
5: resentment basket, the frustration, yeah. the regrets. Yes. yes, that's I right. I always say, uh, with that older onset depression is very much about yes. regrets because yep. you know maybe at 40 i've got time to fix it maybe at 50 i can fix it but maybe at 60 70 and 80 if i've missed that boat and mm. that was the last stagecoach leaving town then mm. it's gone through yes and I, there's a lot i can't fix there's a lot i wish i'd done differently yes there's maybe a lot regrets. of opportunities i'd wish i'd taken maybe there's a lot of things that i wish i hadn't done so mm. There's a huge amount of regret, I think, that's associated with, would with have, elderly could have, depression. Would yes. have, could have, should have. Yeah, Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Mm. Well, we've come to the end.
5: We oh,
0: have. No. Yes.
5: Oh, I was just getting
2: started.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll have to come back, Julie. So Please. we'll have you back. So mm. I just want to give out your... Um, uh, business name and contact number if anybody is um, wanting to make contact with a really good excellent counsellor so it's Melbourne counselling and Hypnothera- hypnotherapy and you can contact Julie on 0407 772125 Terrific Thank you again yeah.
1: Thanks for in.
5: so much for having me
1: Take care we'll catch up with you soon you have a great week look you after too. your new edition I will and next week we'll come back with scene two of yes. our conversation with, with uh the ones who must be obeyed. No, no, no. that's, that's <laughs> terrific. Lovely to see you. Take care. Thank you have you. a great week. Bye now. Bye.